Welcome to SciPod Radio, where we bring you the story behind the science. I'm your host, Tom Render, and today we're joined by Andrea Holmes. Andrea is a professor of chemistry at Doan University, where research is focused on drug detection methods. She obtained her doctorate degree in organic chemistry at New York University and her postdoctorate at Columbia. She's also received several distinguished uh, national honors, including the National Research Survey Award from the National Institute of Health, the National Science Foundation Presidential Early Career Award, and the Henry Dreyfus Teacher Scholar Award. So, you know, welcome to the show, Andrea. It's a pleasure to have you here. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the invitation. No problem at all. Um, so, a few, I'm sure a few people listening along will probably know a little bit about your work uh, and, and who you are, but there'll, there'll be a portion of people, of course, who, who haven't heard of you before. So, could you give us a little bit of a, an introduction as to who you are um, starting with a little bit the back story, you know, you know, what did you do growing up? How did you get into this field and kind of bring us up to present day? Sure. Um, yes. So uh, uh, I was born and raised in Germany and I came to the United States to obtain my degree. And I uh, got my doctoral degree in organic chemistry at New York University and then um, received a National Institutes of Health postdoctoral award at Columbia University. Um, after that, I became an organic chemistry professor in Nebraska and started my research on um, portable detection devices, including detection of warfare agents for U.S. soldiers, uh, where I work with the U.S. Army. I'm also an expert in um, drugs and abused uh, narcotic detection. And okay. I, um, I've worked at uh, Doan University since 2005, and every five to six years, faculty can apply for a sabbatical leave. And mm. so I applied for a sabbatical leave and proposed a project to do um, cannabis research uh, in Colorado. And uh, the Board of Trustees approved that project. So that's how I got into the industry. When I came to Denver, I started working at AgriScience Lab, which is a state-regulated, um, metric-certified marijuana testing facility. And, um, and there I learned um, how to test for any kind of contaminants that could um, uh, contaminate a marijuana-infused product, such as um, smokables, edibles, tinctures, and creams. And I tested for pesticides, um, yeast and molds, um, other microbial contaminants, uh, potency, terpene profiles, and residual solvents. Hmm. And currently, I'm at PPM, Plant Precision Molecules. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, all around that kind of chemistry area. What? Just going back a little stage. Um, you know, that's what you've done your undergrad and your doctorate in, and things like that. What? What kind of led you to the field of chemistry in the in the first place? So, with a, when I was an undergraduate um, in uh, at the University of North Florida, I really thought that organic chemistry was the hardest chemistry course that I've ever had. And I really had to struggle with it and had to invest a lot of time into that subject. And I realized that a subject that constantly challenges me will keep me on my toes for the rest mm -hmm. of my life. And it wouldn't let me allow to fall into complacency or boredom. And that's why I decided to pursue a, uh, a degree in chemistry. 
um, especially since I was very interested in uh, getting into academia and mm. uh, becoming an educator and doing research, independent research. And that's what um, inspired me to pursue a doctorate in organic chemistry. Uh, the challenge and um, the, the, uh, the intricacy of how molecules react with each other and how I can solve problems knowing that field. Oh, perfect. Okay. So it's a, an interesting course. Lots of people run away from, <laughs> from that sort of thing. It's too hard to run away. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I ran, again, I ran for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's good. I mean, you made a lot of headway. It's, it's, yeah. As far as I can tell, a lot of my colleagues uh, were telling me a lot of different things that you've done. Like you've uh, just you made an app or um, something for drug detection and things like that. Is that is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, yes, I did. I developed um, these color changing sensors that are very small, and you can deploy them in the field, and they change color um visibly um in the presence of various interesting analytes and i had a grant with a company uh, that was funded by the department of defense to develop these really nice uh warfare detection um colorimetric sensors and mm -hmm. the u.s army is testing them right now with actually with real warfare agents like nerve gases um, such as sarin and tabin and um, and the arrays are actually so versatile that other um, industries are really interested in testing them. And one other company that's testing them right now is testing the arrays for the seed stability. For, for the what stability, sorry? S seed stability for plant seed. Oh, okay, seeds, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, seeds, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. perfect. Okay, a little bit, so it's got a quite a diverse range of applications then from chemical warfare to, you know, planting yes. flowers. Yes, depending <laughs> on the sensing tech platform, we have a lot of sensors that we can deposit on the surface, like a little piece of paper. And depending on mm -hmm. the application, we can customize these um, sensing technologies. Hmm, okay, perfect. Making it's making quite a quite a real difference, I would imagine. You know, especially you mentioned um, being able to do that on the ground and, and mobile. Just for some of our listeners, perhaps who are not uh, experts in chemistry and what that means, yeah. you know, how much of a difference does that make? What, what would have to have been done if if they don't have that application? So, just to give you an example, um, in order to do detection of um, either narcotics or warfare agents, so these. Uh, it would require large lab equipment that you would have to bring into the field and it would require a high level of technical expertise to do the testing on the analytes. And so most of these instruments um, are very, very expensive. They're large, they're not really portable and requires um, technical operators that have really detailed training and mm -hmm. also power requirements. And so, you know, if you think about a US soldier in the desert, um, um, they don't really bring big instruments right to the field where there's an explosive located. So if, if somebody can have a small device that can test for the uh, warfare agent, like an explosive directly in the field and get the result right there to triage, soldier whether they're in danger or not or whether they should run or not that's um that's uh very very um user friendly and easy yeah it's going to make a a huge difference and you you can use this application directly on like a smartphone or something is that right 
That's correct. Yes, you can. Um, the color space is very rich, and so the color space of an image and of these colorimetric arrays um, can be extracted through simple smartphone technology. Perfect. That's, yeah, like you said, that's going to make a huge difference. I'm having to carry around a you know a lab or you know a big piece of equipment, and yes. you don't need the power Extension source. Extension cores, yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a big difference. Okay, so that and that that project is continuously ongoing. Then um, that, a few different departments testing that out. So that that project is actually not that much ongoing anymore. It's almost nearing um, uh, completion because there are several okay. companies, including the. Uh, I don't know if I'm. I should name the companies that I actually wanted to take do it. What's called a technology tech transfer. And yep. so once the IP is being transferred to these companies, then it's going to be in the, on their end to use the technology. So it's actually not um, a project that's being pursued out of pure intellectual um, curiosity. It's actually a, a, a bench to the market type of project at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's really a, quite a wonderful thing, you know, for a lot of the you know, young people are listening that along or, or perhaps uh, seasoned veterans you know that's kind of the power of this research it doesn't have to all be academic all of the time it does you know lead to real world applications and this this is how the life cycle goes you're inspired to do chemistry uh yes. you, you study it you you come up with a new technology a new way of testing things you put it into practice you put it in the field and then it's acquired and adopted into society and that literally has gone from you know a young girl inspired to do something to potentially saving some soldier's life in the middle of the desert um that's a really that's correct <laughs> yes it's a really well, a wonderful story you know I, it's uh, very pleasing to hear so okay and, and so we've gone from saving soldiers uh and then you were mentioning a kind of new project that you're on at the moment. I give yes. you a little bit more context on, onto that. So um, for my sabbatical leave, when I joined AgriScience Labs, um, I um, not only learned all of the different technology to test for contaminants on marijuana-infused products, but I also brought my own technology, research technology, with me to AgriScience, and that was the colorimetric arrays. And um, there I use these arrays to design specific cannabis detection uh, arrays. So mm -hmm. I did with my students, I brought my students with me and we, do, we, did, we basically designed a new sensor that can um, detect, um, not just detect, but also quantify different cannabinoids. And this was very applicable here in, in Denver because uh, people are very interested, especially um, farmers are interested in using this on the field um, to determine whether uh, the THC levels are still within acceptable range, uh, whether in any of the um, other cannabinoids are present. So this project is, is uh, an ongoing project. It's, it's uh, at its infancy and it's still ongoing. And so then I um, decided to switch gears uh, from agri-science labs and joined Precision Plant Molecules. And this company is a brand new startup company. And, um, and I'm uh, the senior, I'm, I, I'm basically one of the builders, one of the founders of this company. And what we do is we are a farmer grade manufacturer of very high quality, uh, CBD and non-psychotropic cannabinoid products. And so 
we produce oil, CBD oil, in its in its full spectrum capacity, as well as distillates, which is a, a product that's a little bit more refined. And then the pure molecule, which we re uh, refer to as the isolate. And so, so in that company, basically we're serving uh, national and international consumers uh, with a product that helps with health, that's natural, that's organic, and it's used in the food, beverage, skincare, smoking, vape, nutraceutical and supplement and vitamin markets. But what, what uh, prompted me to really join and build this company is um, the concept of being non-psychotropic, completely THC-free, uh, which THC is the cannabinoid that um, actually causes the, um, the, um, the high feeling, the feeling that, um, lead, that oftentimes um, leads to some kind of a uh, feeling of euphoria. And I am, I am here at the Precision Plant Molecules to promote the THC-free um, organic product. That's our specialty. Okay, perfect. And so um, what, what kind of inspired the inception of this, this company um, as, as a group? I mean, I appreciate this as a startup, so a you know, few yeah. people involved and things. What, what was the kind of, you know, we see this problem in the marketplace and this is what we want to tackle. Yes, uh, so what inspired me is the fact that uh, I, I did not want to build a company that's simply a business-to-business uh, -business type of company in a commodity firm. What I want to do is build a company that's completely different than anything else that's out there. I uh, wanted to build a company to represent uh, professionalism and uh, instill a... Uh, um, a climate where other companies are looking at us because we're doing things correctly and we're setting the standard and uh, people want to mimic us because of our high standards and the way how we practice um, in the industry. Perfect. And what, what markets are you serving at the moment just to out of interest? So yes, we're, we're serving the market of uh, people who are interested in uh, purchasing THC-free um, organic um, cannabinoids that they then infuse into products such as edibles, tinctures, and lotions. Okay, perfect. And, and what's the kind of long-term vision of, of this company? Where do you want to, to take it? Definitely to be the leader of the industry, to represent the industry in a professional manner and push the forefront of new scientific discovery in the area of THC, oil and the minor cannabinoids, as well as the improvement of bioavailability. Right, perfect. And there, there'll be some people listening along who, who know what, you know, that this kind of thing means. So you see CBD oils and, and THC and, and things like that. But others, like myself, I, I actually don't know that much about the benefits of these types of products. Could you, could you give me kind of some insights of, you know, you mentioned it's good for health and it's natural mm -hmm. and organic, but what kind of health benefits are there to these products? So, you know, the uh, CBD is really an amazing molecule um, and it has so many health um, benefits and wellness benefits for humans as well as for animals. Um, so CBD is actually um, one of the molecules that has been 
approved by the FDA. So since the 2018 Farm Bill um, was uh, passed, legalizing hemp, um, the FDA has been working on pathways to formally approve clinical trials, including um, Epidiolex, which is um, CBD derived from cannabis for the treatment of pediatric epilepsy. And so CBD is one of those cannabinoids that can help with um, pediatric epilepsy, uh, depression, post-traumatic stress syndrome, um, and as well as just providing a general feeling of well-being as well as pain relief. So it is used um, by the general public as well as by children who are suffering of epilepsy as well as people who suffering of pain, such as cancer patients and, um, uh, and AIDS patients. Um, but uh, the other cannabinoids, there's many, many cannabinoids in, in hemp and cannabis, um, including CBN. CBN is a non-psychotropic minor cannabinoid, which means it's not as abundant as CBD. And it is really um, used for uh, helping you sleep. So people who are having problems sleeping, they use a CBN type of supplement to help them mm. rest. And now the cosmetic uh, industry is exploding <laughs> and they're infusing another minor cannabinoids in their, in their um, cosmetic lines. And that cannabinoid is called CBG. And CBG has um, great anti-inflammatory uh, effects on skin and can help with rosea and acne and scarring. So these are just some general um, background and health effects of some of the cannabinoids. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just, I mean, I, lots of this is actually news to me. I uh, <laughs> didn't know that you could do all of these different things from, from this type of product. Um, and, and so how do people, uh, what, well, I suppose, what's the life cycle of this? You know, is it, because uh, you mentioned supplement, um, is that something you'd need to go to a doctor to have a prescription for often? I mean, obviously it just depends where you live in the world, but, uh, or is this something that's probably going to be, you just you, like you can get multivitamins at, and paracetamol and things at the, the supermarket. Um, you know, what's the kind of channel here that people would, you know, if, they, if somebody's listening along, they're like, actually my child suffers from that. Um, what, what kind of channel would they look at uh, using this as an option? Yeah. So it, as you said correctly, it really depends on where you live. Um, so, for example, in Nebraska, you cannot get it anywhere legally, or there's also no physician who's legally allowed to prescribe any kind of um, cannabis therapy. Uh, mm. So then in some states and in some countries of the world, um, there is what's called medical uh, cannabis. And um, so those states allow for physicians to prescribe cannabinoid products and patients can then go to dispensaries, medical dispensaries, to get these types of um, products. But uh, in states like in Colorado, where I am right now, medical and recreational uh, cannabis is permitted. And so um, you can just go to a base, to any kind of dispensary and purchase these products. And um, so they're, they're, you can't really get them in local pharmacies you, you go to to dispensaries to get them 
Okay. Okay. So it depends where what state you're in. Uh, as to whether it's legal or not and then if it is legal you need to go to a specific place to to do that and people find that out just in a simple google search is that quite easy to do or or do you have a resource that somebody should go to 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 look that up it's quite easy to do you can also order a lot of these um non-psychotropic products um like edibles and creams and pain creams etc on online now it's up to the consumer and the state where they live, whether they feel comfortable ordering this online and get it delivered yep. to the state that's illegal. But um, yeah, you, so it's readily available, especially the uh, the non-cyclotropic cannabinoids. And then, like I said, in states like California, Colorado, Oregon, you can get all of the THC, the, the psychotropic products as well. Mm, okay, perfect. And I appreciate you said this. Uh, it's still a startup, still in its early stages. But have you already seen an impact in in, in your consumers and uh, people that are consuming this product and kind of the benefits and and changes it's had on them? Well, yeah, I can actually speak for myself. I take CBD every day, and um, because of it, I was able to decrease some of the other other medication that I'm on. And mm-hmm. I, I really um, promote this, this um, cannabinoid for a general well-being. And mm-hmm. um, I also give it to my pets. Uh, I, I have elderly pets and they suffer of um, osteoarthritis and hip dysplasia. And it really eases their pain. Um, so, mm-hmm. yes, and we have a lot of customers contacting us, in particular at precision plant molecules because they know that we produce a product that's very clean that's mm-hmm. safe that's not contaminated that's fully traceable um, that has been produced by a company that has excellent scientific um, know-how and mm-hmm. and and that's what that's really the foundation of of my company that that we provide a product that's um, made with high 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 technical expertise hmm okay perfect and, and yeah you, you mentioned some of your animals i think i i read somewhere you've got a bit of a zoo of animals at home is that right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm a, i'm an animal advocate uh i have uh I don't know where you read that, but it's true. <laughs> um, yes, I, I'm in the business of, of rescuing um, elderly uh, animals and animals with disabilities. So I have oh. a lot of dogs and I have cats and horses and and birds. And, and actually I'm using my role here at Precision Plant Molecules to, to work with uh, local pet rescues and I actually add to their fundraising auctions and provide exclusive tours and a peek mm. behind the scenes on how the CBD is made that goes into the pet tinctures. And mm. so, so people really in our, in our days, they really want to have experiences and this is a very unique experience. They want experiences rather than a gift basket with pet treats. So. Yeah, I, I'm really advocating for CBD and for pet health. Um, and now it's also making a big um, impact in, in horses. So a lot of people are using it for their horses. 
Mm, okay, interesting. It's uh, yeah, I know. It's I actually have uh, three cats myself. We uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we turn so, it. We had we had one which was a rescue, and in the rescue place we got it. We got her from was uh, asking us. Oh, we've got some other kittens and things. Um, could could you house them for a little bit while we find somewhere for them to live? We were like, yeah, sure. And that mm-hmm. was eight months. That was eight months ago. So right. <laughs> I, think I think I think they're staying with us now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it goes. Okay, perfect. So, um, is there? I think this. You know, this is very much a, a new area, especially in the U.S. market, um, mm-hmm. with regards to the, these different oils and things, and, and the availability of them. You know, becoming legalized and things like that. Is, it, is there something that you kind of? I suppose the same is. You know, I wish people knew more about this. You know, what mm-hmm. what would that be? What what would you wish people knew more about? Is there a kind of general? that you would like people to know about a little bit more? Uh, yeah, so, you know, what I like to have people know, understand, is that um, Mother Nature is our biggest research and development lab in the entire universe. And so if we can mimic Mother Nature and develop new technologies, then we can really learn and apply these uh, Mother Nature methods and invent new technologies and to refine and purify the molecules in cannabis. And so if, um, if we understand um, how Mother Nature works, then we can directly apply that. And, you know, some of the, the examples that um, I can state here is that there's molecules that come from nature such as taxol which is a a chemotherapy reagent that was extracted from the yew tree Um, then we have uh, you know the first penicillin uh, was extracted from um, um, a uh, gosh i can't remember but it it comes from a natural natural source as well as um, aspirin Penicillin comes in mold. Yes, you got it. Yeah, so it's a Mother Nature example as well. Um, And then, you know, if you think about it, if a a person gains relief, uh, then the substance works. And for example, Mm. does anybody dispute the fact that the most popular psychoactive drug, namely caffeine, actually works? So, uh, you know, the... uh, I think it's important that people understand that the cannabis industry is really top notch and provides a lot of relief to people with pain. And mm. what, el- what, what I also want to know is that there's still a significant um, stigma that is um, out in society. And, um, and I, I want to I be in the field to remove that stigma. And it really stems from the time when uh, marijuana and cannabis products were illegal. And um, a lot of basement chemistry was going on, or what I refer to as bro science. And it just received yeah. a very negative reputation. And yeah. I experienced that, that actually myself whenever I, I tell people uh, what industry I'm in, I get sort of the raised eyebrows and immediately people assume that, you know, I'm a stoner, I'm high, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's certainly a product to be used for more, 
you know, representative of pain care and pain um, right. th- than it is of, yeah, teenagers getting high in a park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it still yeah. has such a reputation where we at uh, Precision Plant Molecules, we couldn't really even find a bank. Uh, it was really, really hard. and Or vendors, yeah. uh, national vendors that, that we wanted to partner with to purchase lab supplies. Uh, banks are really hesitant still in taking on cannabis companies. And that's why this is still hugely a, a cash-driven sector, which in itself leads to a lot of problems like crime, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I suppose somebody listening along, um, you know, if they did want to get more involved in this sort of thing, they did support the mission, they are involved. Do you have some resources or places people can go to to perhaps get in touch with yourself or your company or your team and things like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, the fact remains that we have to confront um, any kind of negative judgment from friends and colleagues and family. And if people want to get involved, they should really join me in educating the public that cannabis is a great plant providing such great medical benefits and people who are suffering in pain and use cannabis should should they should not be judged uh, which causes even more uh, emotional stress for them and if people want to help get involved in the industry then they can write positive articles contact the government you know promote legalization in all states and um, in general, people should just be honest and open and, like in my case, be immensely proud and self-confident about the issue. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're you helping know, to improve people's lives and the, the, importantly their quality of life as well, I mean, it's obviously that's a wonderful right. thing to be doing. Um, yeah, okay, and, well, you know, anybody who wants to, I'm very open. I'm looking forward to meeting and interacting with all kinds of people, regardless of their background um, or even point of view. Um, mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of visible, broadly visible um, all over the web. Anybody can just put in Andrea Holmes, either Dome University or Precision Plant Molecules, or I'm on mm. LinkedIn. So I'm on Facebook. I'm looking forward to anybody contacting me to engage in a, a, a good um, critical discussion about cannabis. Perfect. Great. Um, well, I suppose a, a, a few closing thoughts then. What's what's the kind of, um, you, know, you, you mentioned about the long-term plan of, obviously you want to be the market leader in this. How, how do you, you know, a few little closing thoughts on, on how you might be going about that or a few, you know, things that are coming up in the pipeline for people to watch out for? Yeah. So <laughs> there's a million things that I, I'm planning yeah. for the future and just to name a few, my, my plan is to make uh, precision plant molecules and myself a leader in the industry where other businesses and people can look to and look at us as an extraordinary example that sets the standards high on things are done correctly. I, I really want to promote federal funding for cannabis research. I want to teach students about cannabis and educate farmers that they should incorporate hemp in their crop rotation. I am really motivated to change each person's world for the better and do so in every interaction that I have, as well as with the products that um, we create with uh, strong scientific innovation. I really want to push everybody here at uh, Precision Plant Molecules to a level and help bring our customers and use consumer um, 
products that benefit um, people who need cannabinoid-based products. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and it never ends. Yeah. I'm really passionate about this field, and so much so that I even dream about it at night. <laughs> Absolutely. No, you sound very, very much, you know, determined to, to make an impact in the world, and um, which, is, which is amazing coming from somebody who already has. Um, you know, you've already helped in, in the way of your, your application before, um, and now you're, you're trying to help again in, in a new way. Um, so you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate your time and coming on the show as well and having you here. Uh, it's been great to speak with you today, and we, I'm sure our, our listeners have, have enjoyed hearing speak with you and are probably checking you out as we speak and Googling your name and, and, and trying to find out a little bit more for themselves. So thank you very much for, for speaking with me today, Andrea. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. No worries. And, and thank you, everybody, for listening along. Glad to have you here, too. If you have enjoyed today's show, please make sure to like and share this episode and follow along with our channel. And uh, all the links will be below this this episode so you can find out some more information on Andrea and, and the things that she's uh, doing to change the world. Um, but thanks again, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you so much for joining in today's episode. And if you're thinking about an audiobook for your own research, please visit www.scipod.global. That's scipod.global and find out how we can help increase your science impact. Bye for now and catch you again next time.